What do you think you need to work on for interviewing? What's something you'd like to improve? Uh, for me? Yeah. I would like to start. Yeah, we're, we're not going to talk about my interviewing because <laughs> <laughs> we've already been on the horn here for close to an hour and a half, and I don't think we have another three hours. No, for, for no, you, no, like, what, what would you like to work on? What would you like to improve? Okay, well, I'd like to know what your answer is, though, first. What would, what would you like to improve? Uh, this is me thinking. Yeah, yeah. I like thinking. I have a voice in my head uh, that is constantly talking to me as I listen to people's answers. And the voice is, oh, can I use that? How would I use that? Like um, I have, I am editing in the moment. And I wish I could shut that off. There was a time when, when I was first starting to do interviews where that voice wasn't in my head because there was no room for it because I was worried about my levels. Oh, and is that a refrigerator hum in the background? What's my next question? Uh, is my mic close enough? I think that was a P-pop. Let me move my mic. Oh, that's a good answer that they just gave me. Like I, 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 you know, My head was just full of things, but eventually as I became more and more at ease at interviewing and the levels and a refrigerator hum and everything else that one thinks about when they're interviewing just became second nature or, you know, maybe not second nature, but like one and a half nature because <laughs> uh, it's never really second nature to me. I think I still have to pay attention. Um, I uh, this new voice crept in in the space that was created and it's an editor's voice wondering, can I use that? How will that fit into the story? Oh, maybe there's a beginning. That sounds like a beginning. Oh, that was an excellent ender. That's how this story is going to end. And I wish I could shut that off. Why? Well, okay, so now I'm going to critique my answer. Uh, I think part of the reason why it's valuable is because I do need to make a story at some point, And it is helpful to be aware uh, whether or not you're gathering the goods to make that story. But I feel like it's chatter that takes me away from being fully present, more present. I don't know, because um, there's a really gorgeous uh, phrase associated with therapy, I think, and I don't know where it comes from. It's probably somewhere very obvious. But the idea of weeping with one eye. So a really good therapist weeps with one eye. You know, with one eye they are empathising and they are experiencing what you're telling them. But the other the other part of their brain, the other eye, is is observing and is thinking and is wondering and is analysing. And... So I, I suppose I sort of view that second voice because I definitely have it too. The, oh, that was, that was gold dust. Say a bit more about that voice. Feels, that feels as useful as the bit of me that is completely in the moment. That little, that little mercurial imp who's saying, oh yes, that bit, that bit, that's gold dust. I mean, do you do you really feel like it takes you out of the moment or is it more? Well, I mean, there's a lack of sort of innocence. I mean, that I definitely feel my loss of innocence, you know, as an interviewer that I, you know, I mean, and there is there are all those ethical questions around, you know, when someone really breaks down, when someone's having a hard time, there is a tiny bit of me, that imp who is saying, oh, this is really good radio. And that is a massive loss of innocence. Um, but that's the job, isn't it? 
Yeah. Maybe I'm just evil. <laughs> clearly. Clearly. Have you been listening to yourself? Uh, uh, I think that you're right. I love that image of, you know, one eye open um, or weeping with one eye. That's brilliant. I'm going to use that. Uh, I think that sometimes my... I wonder if my editor brain gets in the way of my human heart. Mm. I, I want to believe that my heart's still fully present and accounted for. But because I've got this voice in my head saying, can I use that? Was that good? Do I need to re-ask that question? It, it seems a little louder than I might want it to be. Yeah, I think, I, uh, I think I'm in the same place with that then because I definitely, I feel that too. And it does worry me. Yeah, it does worry me. I'm not sure there's an answer to that one. And it's also the other thing that worries me is that sense that I've heard some of these stories and very painful and very difficult, but I've heard them before and I've mm. heard them when I'm interviewing. So I kind of know the structures. I know the way that people tell them and that sort of awareness of hearing stories, same sorts of stories over and over and what that does to you. You know, the fact that that becomes you're not hearing them for the first time. You know, you're not you don't have that sense of shared experience in quite the same way. That worries me a bit. Huh. Yeah. Maybe we're both evil. <laughs> <laughs> and this is this is the, all a really good way of me I haven't told you what I would like to change. I would like to stop laughing maniacally in the back of interviews. Say what? I would like to stop laughing maniacally in the back of interviews. I have this terrible, terrible habit when somebody's talking to me of uh, of laughing. And often I'm just delighted at something they've said and I'll laugh. But then when I go back and I have to edit the bloody thing, I just, oh, I can't bear it. I just have to sit there listening to me cackling away, thinking, oh, shut up, woman in the background. Um, but, you know, that's the wondrous joy of editing, isn't it? But, yeah, I would definitely like to, to stop laughing. Why are you laughing so hard and out loud for that matter? Uh, well, because I'm not very good at all this stuff that, you know, we're supposed to do about keeping quiet and everything else. So, uh, yeah, I do tend to, I mean, I, I, I try really hard and I am very physical and I touch people and I smile and I do all those, you know, mugging away things that we're supposed to do. Uh, but you know, sometimes I just, I will squawk at something that somebody's told me and, you know, but that's why I have to record for kind of an hour and a half because I've got to cut out all those bits. <laughs> those ir those bits with the irritating woman. Yeah, there's that radio laugh where you actually don't laugh. You just, your your face looks like it's laughing and your body looks like it's laughing. You're sort of leaning back going, ha, 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 but it's utterly silent. Yeah, I think someday some, somebody should make a film of those radio laughs because it, be, it would be sort of close to horror. There's something sort of really deeply uncanny and disturbing about all that sort of weird mugging that we have to do. But, um, but yeah, it works. You know what, I'm, it, I'm doing it right now, actually. <laughs> this is hilarious because I'm just picturing it. started to make me laugh, and what did I do? I, <laughs> oh, my God, I started looking at the ceiling, laughing really hard, but not making an actual sound. That's hilarious. Yeah, see, we just become interviewers all the way around. It's just really disturbing. It kind of gets, it seeps into your soul. 